Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, joined alongside of Vinny. What's going on, Vinny? Not much. How about you? Oh, you know, Blackhawks winning their uh, first series in five years of quite the game. Corey Crawford looking like his old self. Definitely he saved his best game of the series for game four when they had a chance to close it out. The Blackhawks, even though they haven't been in the playoffs for the past few years, when they know how to get it done in that situation, just look at the playoff stats that Taves and Kane have had in elimination games or uh, games that they can eliminate the opposing team. I think they're sixteen and five. Now make that seventeen and five, and they they both have close. Taves and Kane both have close to thirty points. It's just ridiculous. Even a few years off of the playoffs, without those big games, they can still get it done. Jonathan Taves had a really good game. Um, Patrick Kane, not so much. Uh, he had some times where he got in the zone, but he wasn't like too noticeable. But uh, yeah, um, that first line saw Taves Kubalik. I said. Uh, if the Blackhawks are going to win, that's going to have to be a factor. And it was a, definitely the factor there. They were in on all three goals, I think. No, not all three of them. But they were in on the first goal and the third goal. And, yeah, Matthew Highmore got the got another uh, tip in on the second goal. So, yeah. And that's another thing. Matthew Highmore, depth goal scoring. That's something the Edmonton Oilers did not have. All Oilers, yeah, they have McDavid and Drysdale, but really, who else do they have? And in, uh, in the end, I think that's what hurt them. What do you think? Um, no, you, you mentioned Matthew Highmore. Uh, as, as just I saw Dave Boland on Twitter. He just said like, said like nice Hawks or something like that. Um, so obviously he's been watching the games. But I was gonna say Matthew Highmore is looking like the next Dave Boland. Don't you think? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know the same kind of player, but... Number 36, that, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. But being that depth player that can contribute... Yeah, Energy sure, guy. But yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, 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 yeah, I put up... Sorry, you can go. No, uh, you meant, I was just going to say, you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, Taves and Kane in elimination games and how dynamite they are. Um, you know, when it comes to a big game, you just know that Taves, Kane, Crawford, Keith, even saw they're going to show up in the big games and boy did they ever tonight yeah or today yeah today (laughs) yeah it's weird because the game usually the game would if we had that late start the game would like just be finishing or like or we'd be in the third period right now by the time it it has been that late start the last uh, the previous two games yeah so thank god it actually happened earlier in the day you can actually like you're not dead tired after it even though that last game, I was so energetic. It's just like I remember the game they lost. 
I was like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. I hadn't died time for nothing else. So, yeah, it was nice that I got done early. And, yeah, Corey Crawford, again, 43 saves on 45 shots. Just amazing. And you just look, obviously, we brought up, he's, you know, he had, he saved his best game for the series for the last, to close it out. And you just look what he's had to go through through the past uh, few months. You know, he had a, a child, he had COVID, and, the fact he kind of—I well, don't want to say he got rushed back in—but the f- fact he got uh, put in so quickly, the Blackhawks are saying, "Yeah, you're our guy." After pretty much not playing the whole training camp, it just shows. You know, he had a maybe you could argue he had a tough first uh, couple games, but he definitely found his groove in Game Three and Game Four, and definitely Game Four that was vintage Corey Crawford. So yeah, it was yeah. nice to see him like that, and it's nice to see the Chicago Blackhawks finally succeed at something. There's going to be people saying, oh, but what about the chance at a top 10 pick and 12.5% uh, for Alexi Lafreniere? Well, you know, nothing can beat uh, that than uh, getting guys like Kirby Doc, who was amazing that entire series, and Adam Boakfist as well, getting them experience. experiences is so valuable for these young guys. So getting for that their series. development. Win. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the Blackhawks, there's a time where you think are Tazen, Kane, and Keith, and even Crawford, are these guys going to be able to get to play in the playoffs again? Well, of course they had that, that for the qualifying series in Edmonton, but they're officially in the playoffs now. So saying that they've been able, they've been able to take the step this year, albeit in a, a different fashion, that's got to give a lot of confidence within the organization to use this as something to go forward and potentially into next year. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think you mentioned uh, it, it's good. You mentioned it's good experience for uh, the young guys, and and that's entirely true. But I also think about Jeremy Colt and and how, as a new coach, he feels that he's still getting, he's probably still getting used to things, and and you know he's he's getting his systems in place, and it's just it's nice for him to see that you know what the the Hawks are buying in, right? They're buying in. They they're they're starting to believe in him. And I think that's a great, uh, it's a great boost for a uh, boost of confidence for Carlton as well. Definitely. One thing I really liked about uh, this series was defensemen getting uh, shots through from the point. You just think about game three when the last two goals, it was Cuckoo who got the shot in from the point, gets tipped by Highmore. Connor Murphy takes the shot, goes in off the Edmonton defense when they win that game. And then the second goal this game, I think it was Connor Murphy, or no, it was Duncan Keith just getting the shot through and Matthew Highmore in front tipping. I just like the simplicity there. Obviously, you had the the, the third goal where it was just a beautiful pass from Taze and just a beautiful finish. But yeah, I really liked how the defensemen activate, were, were activating the series. Not that they were like deep in the zone and all that, but I just like the way how at the point they were contributing and getting shots through. And I think that was a, a big part of it. And uh, yeah. Um, so with the Blackhawks winning, they will face either Vegas or Colorado in the playoffs in the official playoffs. Um, whoever wins that game, I think it's who they'll face. Yeah. It is, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's Vegas. That's so, for first place. Yeah, so Vegas, Colorado, it's for first place, whoever wins. Um, who would you rather the Blackhawks face, Vegas or Colorado? I'm going to say Vegas for sure because 
just the overall team speed of Colorado. You saw it with the Hawks when they played them this year. They do not they do not match up well against Colorado at all. Um, you know, Colorado just scored, just filled the filled the Hawks net every time they played. I think they played them four times, right? That's yeah, four or five, four I think. And I they just filled they just, they just filled the net. And I remember my mind goes back to that one game in Colorado where they scored like eight goals or something. Like I it was don't nothing. remember it at that point. <laughs> I think, yeah, point. It, they scored like eight goals one game. And it's just like, you just top to bottom, just their team speed is just ridiculous. And you, you they look, they look like themselves for sure. Uh, watching the round, uh, seeing them uh, bits and pieces in the round robin. Yeah, I definitely got to agree with you Vegas, not that any of them are easy opponents no, by any means, but if you're going to take one team, it's definitely going to be Vegas. Um, I know the season series really does not matter, especially with the last regular season games being played like five months ago, but I think they won at least a game against Vegas. Again, this just seems so yeah, they long ago. They, they, they got their first win ever against Vegas this year. That's right. But uh, yeah, I just think they stand a better chance against Vegas. Um, again, like you mentioned, Colorado was just absurd. The f- fact they were able to shut, like, well, not shut down McDavid, but able to beat him and the Oilers. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that again with Vegas. Vegas does, or uh, sorry, with Colorado. Vegas does play a pretty quick game, but they don't have that, like, Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon player that's just going to blow past you. Obviously, yeah. they play hard on the four check, but I think. Uh, That'll suit uh, more to Chicago's game playing Vegas. But, uh, uh, again, either way, it's going to be a tough opponent. But you never know when you're there. You're there. Anything can happen in the playoffs. And I honestly didn't think they're going to be Edmonton. But uh, that happened, too. So, yeah, I honestly, I don't think they're going to beat Vegas or Colorado. But really what I hope for is that they make at least a six- or seven-game series, one that's and competitive. And, hey, if there's any Hawks fans out there that haven't bought in fully yet, I'd highly advise I'd highly advise you to do so because no one thought they were going to beat Edmonton, and from here on out, it's 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 all in. Yeah, I like your I like your optimism. I'm I'm not quite as optimistic, but obviously I'm going to be cheering them on. Feeling just just feeling that win winning against the Oilers that's just something I haven't felt in a very long time even though yeah. it's just the qualifying round so and you know what it's it's certainly a great spot to be in if you're if just from a Hawks standpoint as a fan or whatnot but it's an awesome spot to be in it feels really good to you know just get even a, a little a little reminder of you know how dominant the Hawks used to be and how great it felt to be uh, uh, yeah, again, be a good team like, in the playoffs. Yeah, again, just something like this that just shows you not to take like what we did in the past for granted, and just even a qualifying yeah. series win like that, it's it's definitely positive for the organization. Uh, you know, the past few years the Blackhawks have been declining, but uh, and uh, yeah, here, here's an forward. yeah, here's, an, here's another thing about that is, you know, just in general. I mean, I look at this from the big. Uh, I look at the big picture with this as well, you know, going forward, the confidence boost that this, that this potential playoff run gives you where you can just, you know, from an organizational standpoint, get the team back on the right track and, and believing again, right? Like, like it's, 
you know, you try to stay confident even when you're losing, but it's nice to just see those results. And it's, it's a huge confidence booster for the organization as a whole. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, we, again, just bring up the fact Colorado and Vegas, you know, you look at it on paper. They're incredible teams. Yeah. Yeah. But we've seen not only the Blackhawks pull up the upset, but we're going to get into the other series. We saw Montreal upset the Pittsburgh Penguins to the 23rd and 24th ranked teams in the NHL knocked both of the five seats out. What do you think about that whole Montreal series? What do I think about that? Well, Pierce, I did say this the other day, you know, those I mean, I think I think we I think we knew Chicago could beat Edmonton. Like they they match up well against them. But yeah. even even from Montreal's standpoint, you know, they might they know that they're not as skilled as Pittsburgh. They know they're not as deep as Pittsburgh. So what do you do? You buy in and you commit to working to working harder than them and wanting it more. And if you have all your players on the same page in that regard, you're on the right track and you're giving yourself a chance. Especially, and having Carey Price helps too. Let's just say that. Yeah, definitely. I thought they played a, a great team game. It kind of sounds all these cliches, but again, like you said, buying in all that. And it, they, it's just, they did such a good job of limiting high scoring danger chances. And of course, when they did get that, those chances, Price was there. And they one thing I really noticed is that they forced Pittsburgh to dump in a lot. Pittsburgh is usually a team that likes to carry the puck into the zone. But they were forced to dump and chase a lot, and I really noticed that because Montreal did a very good job of clogging things up. And I also thought that Pittsburgh just wasn't 100. percent It wasn't like, you know, Montreal or like Pittsburgh was doing 100 percent and all that. Just, and and, I, and I they think... weren't playing. Sorry, they weren't playing full fully in Montreal. Kudos to them; they just <clears> took <throat> full advantage of it. And and you know what, Pierce? As that series goes on. You know, Pittsburgh, they knew at the start, they know they're a good team. They're, they're thinking, all right, guys, if we just, if we just uh, uh, really, really commit to this, uh, we can win. But I think as the series went on with Montreal, just holding up their end of the bargain and competing, fighting back, staying in those games, and with how, how good price was, you know, as it goes on, Pittsburgh just, you, you start to see them, uh, doubt themselves and and they lose confidence and I think that played a huge factor as well it's just the one thing about Pittsburgh losing is yeah it's great to see them go out in the qualifying round but now they got a 12.5% a shot at the last <laughs> and just I don't even know what I'll do if uh, and... Pittsburgh gets left in here because they've just been good for so long you look at their whole franchise history they got Lemieux They've gotten Yager, they walked into Yager, and they were about to move. They got Crosby, they got Malkin. It's just, you don't need another a superstar to revitalize your franchise again. To come so, save them, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and, uh, I think come, come August 10, I'm just going to kick back and you know, watch what happens. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, honestly, I'd rather see this team win it over the Pittsburgh Penguins than the Nashville Predators. Let's get into, the, get into that series now. Nashville Predators... Uh, Lost to the Arizona Coyotes in four games. It feels weird saying that just because usually in regular, if it was regular playoffs, it'd be a sweep. But no, it was a 3-1 series win for the Arizona Coyotes. And man, one thing I really took away from that series, Darcy Kemper has put himself into that top tier of goaltending guys like Hellebuck and 
Vasilevsky, all the guys that you you see as like Vesna finalists year in and year out, Ben Bishop, all those guys. I think Darcy Kemper is working himself into that tier in a form for injury. He should have, I really thought he should have been a Vesna candidate. And it's just amazing. Nashville, they outplayed Arizona and made all those big saves. And then Brad Richardson, I believe, got the got the overtime goal. Phil Kessel got a goal in there. Taylor Hall. And that was the thing about, I was talking about Arizona, you know, they got, they got the goaltending and I wasn't so sure about Nashville and their goaltending. They got the defense too. You got Oliver Eklund Larson. You got Nicholas Chalmerson who's won three Stanley Cups and I like their depth. And then you just look at their forwards. They're kind of been unperforming all season, but they're just sleeping giants. Guys like Taylor Hall, I think went point per game in the series. Phil Kessel, of course, had that second goal of the game and you just look down their lineup they have a lot of guys that can contribute the yeah. fourth line was the line out there on the goal Vinny and shows another former Blackhawk out there got assist on the final goal he threw it to the net Brad Richardson uh, scooped in the rebound so I thought that was going to be one of the more boring series but honestly that series was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm, I'm totally cheering for Arizona especially with those beautiful jerseys what were your thoughts on that series um well, I didn't. Unfortunately, I I, I I watched the end. I watched the last bit of the Arizona game. Um, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that Forsberg uh, tied it at the end. That was a that was a great keep in by LSO. Like that was all. Yeah, and did you did you see how the puck was rolling when Forsberg shot it? Yeah, I did. But yeah, I couldn't believe that. And then uh, no Richardson getting the getting the game winning goal in overtime. Um, no, I mean, I I think just yeah, Arizona's a team that has sneaky good depth, and I said it before that you know they they're a good defensive team, and that that's what they committed to, and they they're they're similar to Columbus in the East where they they just they work hard, and they just come at you, and I think Nashville, well, I mean, you know, you saw uh, this season not getting a whole lot of production from their top players like you'd expect. And that's really unfortunate for them. But I think Arizona uh, deserved to win that series. Would you rather have Pittsburgh win the lottery or the Nashville, Nashville Predators win the lottery? Oh, my God. Uh, well, I certainly don't want Lafreniere in the Central. But I mean, but then on Pittsburgh's side of things, it's like, they don't even need a top player to, 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 to stay relevant and stay good. I mean, you've seen it. They, they can bring anyone in and it seems like he's going to produce. So I, can I say neither? I mean, I, honestly, I was thinking about it. I just kind of had a laugh in my head. Um, like, why can't, how about he just goes to Florida? Like, how about that? <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. That's true. Well, you know what? Why not? Why not? Let's get into that. Uh I, I chose Nashville. I mean, yeah, Lafreniere again, central team, but it's just, it's not Pittsburgh, man. Like, I just, it's Pittsburgh. Like, they just, they get all the good things. It just, no. Yeah, and but, you, you mentioned it already. The, the draft, the, that draft pick saved them uh, all those all those years ago. Yeah. You mentioned they were about to move. And yeah, that's that's what the draft, that's what the draft lottery can do for you. If you win it, and especially if that player up at the top is the real deal, which he is this year. Yeah. Also, another thing I think I saw, Pittsburgh's lost nine of their last ten playoff games or something like that. It's, yeah, it's someone crazy. said it's like one and nine. 
That's that's crazy. Yeah, because they lost to they lost two straight to Washington, and then yeah. they lost four to the Islanders, and then they lost three to Montreal. So no, that's actually. Yeah. Earn. I'm trying to do math, and that's not working out. It's like one in seven or something. Yeah, like that. And, I, I can't remember. And I thought, I thought for sure with Tristan Jari coming in that they were going to win uh, today, but obviously they didn't. Kudos and to Montreal, just, man. Crazy. For them. That's, that's crazy. Another thing for Montreal, they got guys like Nick Suzuki, Yasuri they, 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 they had three rookie centers, didn't they? Something like that. Um, like like uh, uh, Suzuki, Kotkaniemi. And I think I'm I'm probably miss I'm missing someone. Yeah, I, yeah, I swear I heard like three rookie centers or something. <laughs> Going up against Crosby and Malkin, no less. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's move on to Florida. We kind of brought them up. Um, one of, the thing was coming into this playoff series, I thought it was going to be an offensive like a lot like a lot of it's, it would be like a lot of the games at the beginning of the regular season, like there being not a lot of structure, but. The New York Islanders kind of got to their structure right off the bat. And Florida, I, I, I like their first line. I, I love Jonathan Huberto. He's one of those players where it's like you can call him one of the, the, the most underrated player in the NHL. I think he's taking that from uh, Barkov. And, but Florida, it just seems like they, they don't have much after that. I think their defense is weak. And Sergei Bobrovsky, you don't want to pin all the blame on him. But, man, if you remember that – that first goal he let in, and I think it was today. It's just, oh man, how does that? How is that? You know, how is that? Oh man, I'm 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 struggling to find words here. But how does that help your team? Your team's confidence, man. That's this must blow. So, um, the New York Islanders yeah. credit, again, credit to them. They were they played their uh, their Barry Trotz uh, defensive game. Varlamov was good, and they got contributions. It seems like from everywhere. And any and anyone anyone questioning. You know, uh, top talent, upper like superstar talent that's going to get it done. Well, guess what? They got Matthew Barzal, and you saw it in this series. He is he's for real. Like that guy, his his skating ability, and just combined with uh, the vision and playmaking, he's a special player for them. Yeah, it's definitely to be interesting because he's an RFA this offseason. It's going to be interesting to see. And I think the Islanders, they got. A couple of other are ace too. I think uh, yeah, Ryan Pulock, Devon Taves as well, who I both really like on that uh, New York Islanders defense. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. And I don't think they have a ton of cap space either. So that would be interesting. I would Does anyone? Them. I mean. <laughs> That's true, especially with everything going on right now. But, yeah. Uh, a lot of teams at least. I would love a Devon Taves or a Ryan Pulock on Chicago. I would also love a Matt Barzell. But, yeah. Um, again, credit to the Islanders that they shut down the the Panthers. They really didn't give them much room, and it's yeah, a, it's, a, it's a real frustrating team to play against. Like just the Barry Trot style. Yeah, it's it must be like I I feel a bit for Florida fans. Like it's just like, man, that sucks. Would you like it if Florida got left front year? I that's what I was saying earlier. Like. I, I honestly, that's probably where I'd want them to go. Like the, the I, I hate to say this, Florida fans, but the least, uh, the lowest risk is how I feel about that. Like I'm, I'm somewhere where it's like, okay, you're there, uh, have fun. <laughs> like it's you like know. you're here, you're not on a good team already, like Pittsburgh, but you're also not in the central to fuck up yeah. with the, yeah. the Blackhawks. Because yeah. because we already got the Abs coming up, and 
we know how good they're going to be. Oh, yeah. And by the way, did you see that they fired Dane, Dale, Dale Tower? Yeah, like right yeah. after. Yeah. Well, it was like half an hour after. Like, <laughs> that's just nuts, man. That's, <laughs> that's, you know what that is? Do the, everyone, look, everyone knows that Florida just in a terrible situation right now. And that just, what, what more, what bigger uh, alert sign to pop up than firing your GM right after the series? Like, waste no time. Just seems like since 2016, you remember that uh, year where they fired, I think, or they fired or promoted talent. I can't remember. And then they brought in like the, the quote unquote analytics guys. And then that lasted for one year and yeah, they brought talent back. And it just seems like they haven't been in the same position since 2016. Obviously you got uh, Joel Quenville and then you go out and make those free agent signings. You get Bobrovsky, you get Stroman, you get uh, Connolly and Achari, I think. And then, you you you're you're like oh we don't have enough money we really need to cut money and then they trade away Vincent yeah. Trocheck which really yeah. hurt their depth so it's just interesting to see what this management's going to do in this off season and and you know what it's it's funny because I just thought of this now the Florida Panthers are literally like the big brother to the Buffalo Sabers like they're just a little bit better of a version of the Buffalo Sabers it almost feels like. Well, it's probably the nicest thing we've said about uh, Florida. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, if you put it nicely. But yeah, it's it's kind of it's funny to think about. Yeah. Um, what's another series I finished? Uh, Calgary-Winnipeg. Now, I thought this would be a lot closer series. It was clearly all Calgary, but it doesn't certainly help that uh, Winnipeg lost Shifley and Line, two of probably their best offensive forwards. Um Alabuck, he was just left out to dry and it showed yeah, the season. Yeah. The thing with Calgary is they've they've kind of struggled in the playoffs. I want to say in 2017 they lost Anna. They got swept by Anaheim 2019 last year. They had some troubles against the Avalanche. They went on five. And, so you know what? Good for them. Guys like Gaudreau really showed up. And yeah, that's, that's a big boost of confidence for them because you mentioned, uh, you know, last year with Colorado and just. Obviously, Colorado was a really good team, and but but I mean, it's just that's a it's a huge boost of confidence for Calgary's core this year. That you know, a lot of people will say it's not it's not a it's not the right core to have to really win to to go all the way. So it's a nice confidence booster for them. Uh, Goudreau uh, looked like he was playing good, so that's a great sign if you're a Calgary Flames fan. Yeah, and that's kind of been the knock on the Flames is Johnny Gaudreau. He doesn't show up at these big moments, and he was yeah. definitely good at series. So, um, how how much would you like uh, Lafreniere going to Winnipeg? You know what? Uh, of a team of of uh, like for for a sorry bleh, for a guy coming to the Central Division uh, like Lafreniere, Winnipeg would not be. Like I'd rather him in I don't know actually I was gonna say I'd rather have him in Winnipeg than uh, Nashville but I don't know I about agree that. with that but I yeah it's it's, it's kind of yeah I'd probably say that but uh, yeah I don't know I I'm kind of hoping he doesn't end up in the Central but we'll see all right um buh, 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 buh. I'm just trying to look at these other series and I think we've covered them all I don't remember if we talked about the Carolina New York Rangers series so I'm just going to quickly touch on that um 
Carolina, there is this talk about, you know, maybe I think they voted against it because they didn't want to play the Rangers. And Rangers, they've had this this history of just owning yeah. Carolina in the regular yeah. season. Yeah. And, but playoffs, it's a, it's always a different matter. Um, I want to say I saw when the Carolina, when Carolina played Washington last year, Washington swept the playoff series, but Carolina won that series. So this goes to show you that uh, you can't put too much stock into the regular season series. So yeah, Carolina yeah. coming out on top, but I mean, if you're a Rangers <laughs> fan, you cannot be mad about this year. You have so much to be, uh, Oh man, so much to be excited for. You know, you got a heart finalist in Panarin Zabanajad is starting to be one of those players, like is like a breakout player. You got Adam Fox, who's an incredible defenseman. You got guys like Keandre Miller coming up, and yeah, you might get a shot here. Yeah, and all their yeah. goalies. That's gonna be interesting to see. Chesterk and Georgiev, like it's yeah, and and also I just think it, that's a you know you mentioned the success the Rangers have had against the Hurricanes in the regular season. And and I think that's really a testament to just how different playoff Hurricanes is versus regular season Hurricanes are these days. Like, they are just a different beast in the playoffs. And, um, gosh, uh, what else are I going to say? Um, I can't remember now uh, about the Hurricanes. Um. Uh, the comments here. Hold um. Here, start talking, and I'll I'll try and remember. All right. So. Oh no! Wait, no! I got! I got! I got it. Okay. So um. <laughs> so yeah, no. Carolina is just way too good. Like, it, it's just obvious. They're missing a guy that if he like in uh, Dougie Hamilton, if he didn't get injured, probably you'd you'd like his chances to win the Norris this year. It, without yep. the injury and their defense is just loaded like the fact that they can go without a guy like that and still be good just shows uh how deep their roster is and i think pesci was injured too and another thing i noticed yeah. is that they went to james reimer in game three who was incredible and that just shows you they can put any goalie, goalie in either or two and, they, and they're fine but i think he's a solid backup like i mean i think like you got to be fair to the guy like He's he's a solid backup goalie. Yeah, I'm definitely cheering for Carolina and the East. They're just they're such a likable team. Like it would be so cool to see Svechnikov, Aho, and Teravine and all those guys lift the yeah. cup. It'd be so awesome. And last year was no joke. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, how would you like uh, Lafreniere on uh, the New York Rangers? <laughs> oh, oh man, um, <laughs> you mentioned. How how they're a young and up and coming team, I don't think they need him. <laughs> but I mean, he's going. Uh, he'd be in a big market, and NHL would love that. Yeah, yeah. Let's say that. Um, just think of that. They're all wingers, but Lafreniere, Panarin, and Kako on the power play was a bad and Fox. Yeah, yeah. That's just dirty. They're they're doing well in terms of uh, young talent in New York, the Rangers. Certainly, they're it's it's they're definitely not lacking it. So, um, the Minnesota Wild are up four three on the Vancouver yeah, Canucks. Second right? intermission right now. Oh no, third period's just starting now. Puck just dropped. Oh, really interesting. So, Mark Markstrom let in a weak goal. Uh, I can't remember who it was that scored, but the guy came down the left wing, left-handed shot, and shot it from the 
from the corner almost. It beat him short side. Like it trickled through his I, ear. I have to look. Uh, I'd have to look at the highlights. I, 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 I got. I got the game. Up. The game's on right now. So. Oh, okay. All right. So we won't be able to talk about that series, but obviously, um, once things are decided or once things are decided with that series, we'll talk about it. I think there's one other series is there. Oh yes, Columbus Toronto. What's uh? Oh man. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll let you talk about the game today because I was out uh, all right. for that game. So if you didn't listen to the last podcast, we had actually a Columbus Blue Jackets V-Raider from the Athletic, Allison Lucan, who was an incredible get, uh, guest we had her on. We talked about uh, John Tortorella. Um, and funny enough, this was this was the day of that uh, the third game where Columbus came back from 3 nothing down and won. And, Two things that stood out to me. We asked her what could be a break, uh, a breakout player for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and she said Pierre Dubois. That same night, he scores uh, scores a hat trick. And we also asked him about asked her about the defenseman Vladislav Garikov. I, I I I don't know how to say his name, but he scored a goal this tonight, and he had this like special uh, celebration where it's like the call me jester with your your hat. And she brought that up, and that happened. So <laughs> that was kind of funny, but yeah. Um, so Toronto doing the most Toronto thing ever, blowing a three nothing <laughs> in a playoff game, losing overtime. Pierre Dubois completes the hat trick, and then game game four, Columbus has Toronto on the brink. If they can hold on to the three nothing lead, then it's over. That's it. Oh, Maybe we start early again, and. I think there's less than four minutes left. They score three straight goals in like a matter of three minutes, force overtime, and then Austin Matthews scored, but it was not without an asterisk. So Jim Houston, who was calling uh, the play, said Kasperi Kapanen instead of Austin Matthews. It's like, Kasperi Kapanen scores! Uh, it was just, even when something goes good for the Leafs, it's it's Tell it's tainted. <laughs> Telling you, man, Houston's overrated. Uh, <laughs> I definitely love. I love listening to Chris Cuthbert for the Chicago Edmonton oh, yeah. series. He's, he's probably one. Of, he's probably my favorite play-by-play guy. Same with the with Gord Miller, definitely. Um, so yeah, game. At least we'll finally have a game five. It seems like a lot of this series got closed out in uh, four. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of hoping this Minnesota Vancouver goes to game five because that low key has been an interesting series. I thought it was going to be one of the more boring series, but yeah, I'd love to see a game five there. One for at least at least for each conference. So, yeah, um, Vancouver, Minnesota. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, um, I haven't been too much to it just because I've, it's kind of been on late. But yeah. um, I've I've watched I've watched a decent amount. Uh, the first game started off with Minnesota. I, wait, they did Minnesota won the first game? I think right. Like it was a yeah. They won three nothing. Yeah, so that was a really frustrating game for Canucks fans. The Wild yeah, just shut it down, um, but then the Canucks rebounded, and and now you're seeing uh, more goals scored. And I think as the series has gone on, uh, the chances have started to come uh, more often. And uh, yeah, Minnesota just not certainly not making it easy for Vancouver as I as I predicted. Okay, so I didn't ask you this for the last series, but would you rather see Lafreniere in Columbus or Toronto? I think I know the answer, but... <laughs> Columbus. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> would you rather see Lafreniere in Vancouver or Minnesota? Um, 
Vancouver, you know, um, I think, uh, obviously I live, I live in, uh, I live in Canucks land and they got a strong fan base here. I think, I think he'd, uh, he'd certainly be appreciated in Vancouver. That's for sure. Uh, they've got themselves a nice little young core coming up and I think he'd fit right in. Lafreniere, uh, Pedersen and, uh, Bethany yeah, Hill. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what about Edmonton? Would you like, would you like uh, Lafreniere in Edmonton? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> this is not just because I'm not saying this just because we just played them. But, dude, if they can't, if they can't figure it out with the high, all the high draft picks they've had recently, then they don't deserve another one. Like, I mean, come on. Honestly, I'd love Lafreniere in Edmonton just because I live in. Edmonton. Oh yeah, yeah, you're you're there, so that's a bit different. I would love to see that, and also, and also chaos. Everyone would be so pissed off about. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I think, yeah, actually, no. You're you're right. You're right about that. It's it's it'd be right up there in the in the panic level and frustration level among uh, the general fans of the NHL, up there with him going to Pittsburgh or. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh. I would. I don't even know what I'd do. I'd be my, my god. Yeah, so um, I think that's everything. We, of course, we touched on the Blackhawks series and pretty much every other playoff series. Um, there's no uh, video today just because my Skype wasn't working, so we're just doing this over an anchor call. So do you have anything else to add, or do you think we're uh, good to wrap this sucker uh, up? I, I, think, I think we've covered just about everything, but uh, it's, it's it was awesome today seeing the Hawks uh, win their first playoff series since 2015. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know where this run's going to take us, but I'm I'm here all the way through it. So it'll be definitely. interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins tomorrow between uh, Vegas and Colorado. I'm hoping Vegas, just just because I think we have a better chance against Vegas. But you know what? Whatever, we'll bring, it, bring it on. Bring it on, yeah. whatever it is. Um, so Monday is the draft lottery phase, which – Phase two. Yeah, yeah phase two. Um, Blackhawks won't be in it. Uh, Pittsburgh and Edmonton will be in it <laughs> among and potentially Toronto, maybe Vancouver, oh my God. Nashville's in it. It's just, it's crazy. So, um, we're actually going to be doing a mock draft after we find out the uh, results of it. So, we're going to go a one round mock draft. And yeah, so looking forward to that. Brush and, up uh, on our prospects. Yeah, definitely. And that's another thing we're going to have to do. We've been kind of focused on the the top end prospects. Now we're going to be kind of go. I think we'd be picking at, well, at, at we're looking 16. at sixteen at the at the uh, highest. I should say sixteen at the highest. Yeah, sixteen. So we're gonna have to look at a more mid round prospects. But trust me, there's guys like Rodian and Miroff that I really like. No gun it, it, Yeah, like it's it's a it's a deep it's a deep draft. So you're, you're, of, uh, even if the Hawks lose there, they're gonna get a a, a, a high end prospect. Who knows? Maybe a Skrilf drops to sixteen. I doubt it, but who knows, man? It depends uh, with goalies. I mean, even a goalie uh, as highly towed as 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 Askarov is, it's uh, you know teams will teams still might be uh, tentative uh, in terms of drafting another goalie. Anyway, so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, it's been a lot, a lot of fun watching hockey so far. I'm glad it's back. I can just hope. I hope it's it's that uh, we keep it up. And really, it's only to get it easier for the NHL as there's gonna be less teams in the bubble. And we've seen already what like 
four or five teams eliminated, something like that. I yeah. don't know the exact amount, but yeah, it'd be an amazing story if the NHL can pull us off and we see a Stanley Cup champion in 2020. So looking uh, good so yeah. far. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to the NHL who actually did a good job, surprisingly, of handling this well, <laughs> as opposed to the MLB, which just seems to be in uh, dire straits right yeah. now. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the podcast again. If you haven't checked out uh, last week's podcast, or not last week's podcast, last podcast with Alex and Lucan, I totally recommend listening to it because she was a great interview. And we've had other people on, such as Ben Pope from Chicago sometimes. Check that out. Chris Peters of ESPN. He's a prospect writer. Check that out if you're looking for draft content. And, of course, we've had Charlie Romelius on twice Uh a friend of the podcast, Charlie Melio. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're washing your hands, wearing a mask, all that stuff, social distancing. So for Vinny and Pierce, take it easy and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>